The Skullkill River runs through the northwest to southeast of eastern Pennsylvania, curving gently through the busy and industrious cities. The strength of the eastbound river finally pushing a wooden milk box floating just off of Skullkill Avenue right on the Atlantic Refining Company's property. Despite being heavily weighted with bricks, the box was wrapped with clothesline and was pulled from the water on Thursday, May 3rd at 3.50 p.m. by a 43-year-old barge deckhand worker, Jesse F. Davis, who was originally from Pulsboro, New Jersey. Mr. Davis said that he cut the rope connected to the box and the torso floated up to the surface. Upon his discovery, he immediately reported the incident to the Motor Harbor Patrol who brought the body into the authorities and medical examiners. Upon examination by the medical examiners and anthropologists, they determined that based on the bone structure of the torso, the headless body was of a young girl, about four or five years old. She was found crammed inside a yellow milk box, decapitated. The assistant medical examiner Dr. James E. Weston said that the girl was of African-American descent, three foot four inches, 38 pounds. Her fourth finger on her right hand was partially amputated, and it was apparent that the child's head was severed with a sharp instrument. The young girl was found in the box completely without clothes. Her injured finger was dressed in bandage and wrapped with adhesive tape. She also laid on top of a Sunday Philadelphia Daily Bulletin newspaper dated March 11, 1962. This provided a very important clue that may have provided a possible date of death which fit the post-mortem interval provided by the medical examiners. The killer also must have been in the Philadelphia area at the time in order to obtain such newspaper. Atop the body was an apron that was similar to one that is used in various machine shops in the city. There was also a piece of clear blue plastic on top of the apron. It was obvious that there was an attempt that had been made to burn the body due to the evidence of severe burns to her feet and back leading investigators to believe that the killer may have tried to incinerate her body before deciding to drop the poor girl into the river. One of the efforts in the investigation is to identify where the child was dropped in the river, and they would do so by finding the remaining part of her body in the water, giving them a range of travel. In an attempt to recover the child's head, the authorities searched up and down the river but could not find any evidence and it remains missing to this very day. Captain David E. Brown of the Pennsylvania Homicide Division said that the wooden milk box was dropped in the river with bricks anywhere from five days to two months before being found. They tried to match the young Jane Doe to a missing person record, but found that no African-American child of that age range was reported missing in and around the city. Captain Brown moved on to attempting to identify the young girl's identity through her fingerprints, but found no matches. 
The cause of death was never established, but the circumstance surrounding the evidence made it very likely that this young child was murdered. There was a theory that this Jane Doe was seven-year-old Hattie Jackson, who was abducted from a park in Washington, D.C. 10 months earlier. Hattie and a few of her friends were swimming in a creek in Rock Creek Park when a police officer approached them and said they weren't allowed to swim there because the water was dirty. A man sitting nearby waited until the officer left before volunteering to drive the children to another location where they can continue their activities. The kids turned down the offer and went back to playing. But at some point, Hattie wandered away from her friends. Witnesses later reported seeing two men, one of whom was the man who offered the ride initially, helping her into a gray or blue car near the park. Being the only missing child from the region in the time period that somewhat matched Jane Doe's description, investigators quickly tried to see if it was a match, but it ultimately was not due to the fact that Hattie would have needed to grow four inches in that short period of time. Hattie was also two years outside the age of the unidentified young girl. On May 20th, 1962, an autopsy and study by a pathologist ultimately ruled out Jane Doe being that of Hattie Jackson of Washington, D.C. Despite the continuous efforts of authorities in this case, this young African-American girl, who had an entire life ahead of her, has never been identified. This case is marked as Case 16611 in NamUs, which is the National Missing and Unidentified Person System. And if you have any information regarding this case, the information is below, and let's try to give this beautiful young girl her name back.